What are you talking about? Hell no. Uh uh, that ain't gonna fly. Facts, homie. Straight facts. I just wanna keep it real. It's all I know. Fake news? Uh uh. Why would you do that? Exactly where did you get that from? Nah, can't believe it. Man, you gotta come with some papers. You got to show papers on that. This is it, man. This is the start. This is the start. Yeah, man, this is how it's gonna start. It, yes, man, real spiel. This is how it's gonna start. The show starts. Huh? Yes, man, the intro. Real spiel. Real spiel. Yes, real. Yes, yes, real indeed. Thank you for taking the time out of your day or night or afternoon. Whenever you decided to listen to me babble about sports, pop culture, and current events, you are appreciated. Much love, much love. Antonio Brown was recently traded from the Pittsburgh Steelers to the Oakland Raiders. This sent shockwaves around the sports media landscape, and I personally was a bit taken aback by everyone's conclusion that the Raiders won this trade. Oh my God, the Pittsburgh Steelers, so much turmoil. What's going to happen? Same thing that's happened for the last 20 years, man. Consistent success, 10 wins a season. Yeah, I mean, the last eight years, we've had three playoff wins, and I think that's part of the reason this trade was made. I mean, we haven't won a Super Bowl with Antonio Brown. And I say we because, yeah, I'm still putting myself in the Pittsburgh Steelers organization, although they've never cut me a check. I'm still waiting. Needless to say, Antonio Brown will be donning the black and silver. And the Raiders have been angling to be Pittsburgh of the West ever since they signed Martavis Bryant like two years ago. And he was too high to even catch passes for us. And we kept Le'Veon Bell and LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah, dude's last name was Blunt. So that should tell you everything you need to know. We don't care if you smoke weed. Just produce, bro. We kept Ben Roethlisberger, and he was accused of, you know what? So we've got no problem with keeping a player on board for some questionable decisions off the field. It's all about production on the field. Obviously, I don't necessarily agree with that as a business tactic, but I'm not a general manager, and I don't own a football team. I'm just talking as a fan here. From my observation... The Raiders must still be butthurt about the immaculate reception from 1970s because why in the hell would you be going after Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Martavis Bryant, all our side pieces? Yeah, I said it. Antonio Brown was a sixth round pick. You gave us a third and a fifth. So if you knew anything about player development or actually scouting, you might be able to go find yourself a homegrown AB. Oh wait, you had one. His name was Amari Cooper. You decided to give him away. For nothing. Well, you got a first-round pick for him. Okay, not for nothing. But you did give Khalil Mack away for nothing. And that was a little ridiculous because he's a hybrid. And if you weren't willing to pay a hybrid that we haven't seen since Lawrence Taylor, why the hell would you give Antonio Brown, who is essentially an outdated, less explosive, older version of what you just had at wide receiver, an extra $12 million? Only one thing can tell me this, and I think it's the fact that they don't have any long-term plans. I think they're trying to put butts in seats, for their move to Vegas, and it makes sense. John Gruden came in with his own big chest and blonde mustache and had a lot of big plans, looking like Hulk Hogan, a.k.a. Chucky. And I think he might be trying to win back the locker room a little bit. I think bringing in a diva receiver like Antonio Brown means you better have 
an offensive plan in place to get him the ball. And even if you do, he's still going to be upset because y'all aren't going to be winning. And he said in that palatial estate that he sat in with his bleached upper lip and stated, it's all about winning. He don't need football. So, yeah, he went to the franchise that's just win, baby. And I'm just waiting for him to post that on Instagram because we know how active he is on social media, which I love, man. Again, this has no shade thrown on A.B. He's my favorite player and will continue to be. I might even get an Antonio Brown jersey for the Oakland Raiders. I am not a fanatic. I am a logical human being. And I look at all these decisions within the context that they are made. And all I'm saying is, this was a win for Antonio Brown, but not necessarily the Oakland Raiders. The Pittsburgh Steelers, on the other hand, have done a great job with third to sixth round draft picks. Antonio Brown, exhibit A and B. He's a sixth round pick that we developed into a Hall of Famer. You can say it was his hard work, but we've done a good job with a lot of players. Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Wallace, Sammy Coates, Eli Rogers, Jesse James, Heath Miller, Ben Roethlisberger. Now, Ben Roethlisberger was the first pick, but the guy went to Miami of Ohio, and he was recruited as a tight end. It's not like he was some blue-chip quarterback. This is a dude who we built the defense around and taught how to play the position. If you're an organization that develops talent and scouts well, you don't need to go reaching for other teams' mistakes. And yeah, I said it. A.B. was a mistake. It was a mistake that we let him go, but it's neither here nor there. It's done now. And I'm glad that he got his money. I hope production will follow along with Lombardi trophies. Now I'm going to shift my focus to manipulation. Because that's what AB did. He manipulated the situation to leverage what he wanted. Again, great for him. A new sign of progress for potential Hall of Fame players in the NFL free agent market. In the context of regular business, though, Manipulation is frowned upon. You don't want to manipulate numbers. Enron got in a lot of trouble for that. What you want to do is be transparent. Elizabeth Holmes, former CEO of tech giant Theranos, was as transparent as she could possibly be. It was just a little too late. Now, if you're not familiar with Elizabeth Holmes and the story of Theranos, I suggest giving it a quick Google before seeing HBO's upcoming documentary, which I will be waiting for with bated breath and hot buttery popcorn because it's definitely going to be suspenseful. But if you can't wait, like me, you can watch YouTube videos of this chick Elizabeth Holmes just give interviews about the rise and fall of Theranos. I believe there is a recording where she said, I don't know, or I'm not sure over 600 times, which sounds like whatever. But when you actually hear it done, it's almost baffling that you could do that in the context of an hour long dialogue. It's like, um, like, um, like, um, like, um, really ridiculous. So Silicon Valley has a fascination with symbology. And there's this cult of personality that has been created around figures like Elizabeth Holmes. And they stem from Steve Jobs. She mocked him to the point that she wore his mock turtlenecks on stage whenever she was introducing this 
world-changing blood technology that was going to revolutionize the medical industry. Only problem was all the scientists said that what she was pursuing was physically impossible. Now, I say all this to point to the fact that I read an article recently where Tim Draper, a CEO, venture capitalist, and Bitcoin enthusiast said he would still back Elizabeth Holmes in spite of all this evidence of fraud as a chief science officer of a company he's funding. Now, this guy's a billionaire, right? In situations like this, I think the government should be allowed to come in and take some of your funds. This is a situation where I think Putin is right. Certain dudes shouldn't be allowed to be billionaires. The hell are you thinking? You're willing to give this chick another hundred million dollars in funding, knowing what you know about her? And not as CEO, which I would understand, right? She was able to manipulate all these dummies into giving her money the first time for fake technology. Why not do it again? But to say you would back her as a chief science officer just exhibits a level of delusion I can't quite wrap my head around. Obviously, Silicon Valley is lost in its ways and it will be stuck there for some time. So that's why the shift towards automation and all these tech companies essentially running the world is a little bit terrifying because they're one-sided, they're one-track-minded. And I even heard a podcast once where the engineers of some of these companies were discussing their responsibility to society. And it wasn't to necessarily protect us, it was to progress us. And that was in whatever way they see fit. And when they were asked about the ramifications of that progression and whether they were going to be carving out huge segments of society and doing away with a lot of people's reason for living, a.k.a. their job, this person's response was very dismissive. She was almost surprised by the question itself and the fact that they haven't even given real thought to these answers or these questions it signals to me that there's no long-term plan or strategy there either. They are disrupting. And that's the motto of Facebook. I thought it would, I think it used to be the model of Apple move fast and disrupt things or, you know, fuck shit up and fix it later or some weird stuff like that. I mean, they're arrogant in their intellectualism. It's not a word. They're arrogant in their, they're arrogant in their intellectualism, intellectuality, intellectualism. Is intellectualism a word? Google that for me. In any case, I think I'm done. I've gone for about 10 minutes. Yeah. Just wanted to babble a little bit. Yeah. Tune in next week or maybe later this week and I'll have more for you. But check out Elizabeth uh, Holmes podcast. No, not podcast. Check out Elizabeth Holmes documentary. See, I'm starting to babble. Check out the documentary on HBO. I think it's coming out March 18th. Check out the Earl Spence Jr. Mikey Garcia fight on this Saturday. And I'm going to chronicle that next week. Also going to be doing a YouTube show called Baked Goods with me basically bringing those recipes from Intoxicate to YouTube. A little bit of comedy involved. you see me go to the grocery store, get the goods, seg it up. And bring you the delightful delectables that you like to dine on. All right? Appreciate the time. Love y'all. Peace. Faith, feed her alcohol and leave that bitch with no taste. Out of this world, need my own space. 
backseat and I'ma ride until the chrome break Big heat will turn your body to a cold case She don't even make it rain, she just throw me face Got some niggas quick to bang like they major pain Told them I'm I rep the gang, she just say the same <laughs> Yeah Bitch <laughs> If you see him, point him out If you see him, point him out There's a bad bitch in here And you see her, point her out There's a bad bitch in here And you see her, point her out Yeah <laughs> Yeah Show up to concerts looking like a fan. I pull up in car service looking like the man. Hella reefer smoke, a lot of pictures being taken. My bitch from Atlanta, my weed is Jamaican. I don't talk much, too many niggas hating. By the boutique, that's my type of conversation. I dropped a little change on these hater frames. Took her car keys, and let her play the wing. Mm hmm, you little bitch. Then go and pick that money up. <laughs> Not cause I said so. Cause you want to. Nah.